In light of the saddening and tragic news regarding residential schools in Canada, we would like to issue a content warning for this episode arc. Though these episodes were recorded in January and have no direct affiliation, these episodes do contain content regarding searching for a body and a gravesite. Listener discretion is advised. We at the Fantasy Fantasia podcast stand with the Indigenous peoples of Canada. Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad. A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Bull Steel, with the campus police at his beck and call, has placed Oakhurst College on lockdown as the search for Abel Grandfield begins. Read more, the most hard-hitting journalist in New England joins the fray in hopes of uncovering a great story and claiming the $100,000 reward for finding Abel. Reed was able to track down the AV club and overheard some damning information that Iris and Kane discussed. In a hurry, Iris and Kane left the Society HQ and headed to the lake where they buried Abel. The rest of the group held off Reed for some time. After taking some time away from the AV club, Zack agreed to help the team, though he is still very untrusting of Dr. Egan. However useful, the AV club were not able to stop Reed from pressing further on into his quest and heading to the treetops dorm to confront Kane and Iris. Once at the lake, Kane broke down and expressed his deep remorse for all of his actions, and to begin to make amends, he and Iris signaled from a distance to bring the search party towards Abel's resting place. The two headed back to the treetops to await the consequences. However, Kane accidentally left behind his wallet at the scene. Now, let's get back to it. Let's get back to Underground, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 26 Caught in a Web Read more. <laughs> Standing by. <laughs> Read more. You approach the rainy evening, the treetop storm, and because it's raining, the fountain has been turned off, but you can see the kind of beautiful oak trees and this magnificent fountain that is kind of the opening welcome circle outside the courtyard, if you will, of the treetop storm and you enter in this beautiful grand foyer with crystal chandeliers and you know it smells like lilacs and it's just beautiful 
in here. And sitting at the front desk, you see an old man in a tails suit. And he goes, excuse me, sir, may I assist you? Hey, uh, nice to meet you. Great digs, fancy place you got here. I'm actually looking for uh, two students. I believe they live here. Iris and Kane, I believe. I got some questions for them. He kind of looks at you suspiciously and says, <laughs> May I inquire as to what you need with Mistress Iris and Master Kane, sir? Oh, I just want to talk about their buddy, Abel. Uh, been looking for them all night and a few of their friends directed me here. Sir, might I inquire as to your name? Sure. It is Reed Moore. You may have heard of me. AMBS, senior reporter. <laughs> and Reed, his eyes bulge for a moment, just in pure fear. And he composes himself again and goes, Ah, yes, sir, I did read your review of Jaws 3D in the 80s, and it was very mean-spirited, sir, if I must say. And I, I've, I've read many reviews about this place as well. I heard you got a donkey kicking around here somewhere. <laughs> it is it is a pony, but yes, you, you, you are correct, sir. It, its name is Carrots the, the Pony, but that's that's besides the point. I, I I remember the ending of your review said the best part of the film were the credits. That's when you gave it a standing ovation, because it was finally done. What was the best part of the entire film? That movie, what's the word? Uh, sucked. <laughs> well, I apologize, sir, but it's usually not a protocol for staff of the treetops to give away important and frankly personal information from our, our, our residents. I'm sure that you understand that. Oh, well, uh, could you at least point me in the direction to one of the rooms? Maybe I can slip something under the door for them so they can call me. Um, yeah, you know what? Let me let me call them and see if they're available, and I, I can send you up. I'm just going to need their permission. Uh, please, sir, just, just hold on one moment. And he turns around to make a call. What you're looking at, Reed, on the desk is you see a beautiful empty desk that no one's there around right now. Oh. And you see that there seems to be a ledger. <laughs> and you know how those front desks are built. There's that ledge facing the customer. And mm -hmm. then on the other side, it's a bit lower. So you'd have to kind of reach around. But the ledger is there tucked away. So uh, what do you want to do, Reed? Well, I would probably... Uh, look for some kind of a directory to see if I can find an iris or a cane on that list. Give me a um, hold steady roll. So that's going to be plus cold. Plus cold. Alrighty. And I got six. Ooh. Okay. So Reed, here's how this is going to play out. To the best of your knowledge, you sneakily reach under and over the desk and pull out the ledger. Jeeves has still has his back to you. The phones seem to still be ringing as he's trying to reach Iris or Kane. And Reed, as you peruse this ledger, you can kind of expedite some of this time because Zach did tell you that it was a third floor room. So as you're looking on the third floor, Reed, to your surprise, you can see Iris Greenwood's room is right near the main elevator and stairwell. Two down from Iris's room, is Abel Grandfields. Mm, and one right. down from that is none other than Kane Kaufman. Perfect. 
And as you're looking at that, you just hear, Excuse me, sir, what are you doing? And you you got distracted and you didn't notice that Jeeves is looking back at you and says, How <laughs> dare you, sir? This is my personal private... I should, I should have the police arrest you, sir. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I, I, hey, you know me, us investigative reporters always poking nose around. I'll put it right back. No harm done, old chap. Did you get a hold of my friends? No, you know what, sir? I don't think you're welcome here anymore. I think you need to leave. <laughs> well, uh, I'll take off. Listen, you tell uh, you tell your little buddies, Kane and Iris, that I know all about their bestie, I know all about their roommate, I know about the lake, and I'm looking to talk to them. Oh my god. Jeeves <laughs> says, I will say no such thing to those two wonderful people. Leave now, sir. Well. And you even hear like a behind you as you look and there's a pony a really angry pony just like looking at you eye to eye that kind of says like don't fuck with me well good night sir I will uh I'll bump into you in the future I'm sure maybe I'll see them on the way out have a nice night fuck you pony you. Oh. <laughs> that's so good I, I, I feel like you probably even like blow smoke in the pony's face mm. as you've been chain smoking this whole deep time deep inhale <sighs> yeah <laughs> So as you exit out into the night, this whole area is at least semi-well lit. I'm going to have you roll plus hot for me. All right. And that this is, a... is less of an attractive roll. I'm going to say that right now your blood is up. So I kind of, you're full of passion right yeah. now. So I'm, that's kind of how I'm justifying it. I, that, that would be an eight that I just rolled. An eight. Okay, partial success. So, um, what you see is as you're outside, you're lighting a new cigarette, just trying to figure out where the fuck to go next. Mm -hmm. So, read more. We're going to cut away from you just for a moment. Iris and Kane, you've been flying for the past ten minutes now towards the treetops. And as you've been flying overhead, you notice that, Iris, you've been flying for a long time with a lot of weight having to carry, and you're starting to lose altitude a little bit. You've definitely dropped below the clouds at this point. So you two are both nearing the treetops. You can see the lights of the beautiful pavilions and the trees and the fountains, probably about 100 feet ahead of you. Uh, what do you both do as you're in the air? It's freaking cold. I, I didn't think of this. <laughs> It's okay, we're, we'll be there soon. I, we're almost there. Your seven abs are very heavy, but we're almost there. Oh, I... Hey, my bestie. I saw him. I saw him before we left. What? He was with Bull Steel. Oh. He got out of the vehicle. Wait, 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 wait. He got out of a vehicle with Bull Steel? Like, you think that they saw each other? No, I think, th I think they're together. I haven't seen my bestie for a while now, and I think it's because he's been fucking around with Bull Steel. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, he was with Mo before, and I just... Too cold to think, but I know what I saw. Okay, okay, good. So we have people out looking for Abel, and your bestie is working with Bull Steel. Kane, you don't think he's trying to set you up, do you? <laughs> I think it's already too late. I did that myself. And as you two are flying over, you're nearing the treetops. You're losing altitude fast, Iris. Uh, both of you are talking, you know, because, Kane, you're, you know, like a whole four feet under her, holding her onto her ankles, hearing in the air, trying to, trying to be heard. Can both of you roll plus cold for me? I want to see how stealthily you can have this conversation that's carrying on the oh, open no. air. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, well, I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I got a three too. <laughs> wow. Oh my That's god. That's experience. <laughs> yeah, mark experience. So well, at least that happens. So I will say though, however, with your three, 
Um, Cain, the need to tell Iris that the bestie is here outweighed your thoughts of maybe I'm being too loud in this situation. <laughs> sure! <laughs> so, so unfortunately, <laughs> our camera kind of holds on you two as you're yelling, but it quickly pans back and it jumps to read more. And read more, you swear. Mm. You hear something, and as you turn your head upwards and look to the sky, for a brief moment you see something whizzing by you and it enters some sort of loft area at the back of the treetops. But Reed, you swore you just saw two people in mid-flight. Oh, fuck, no. This is going so well. <laughs> we, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. Well, I'll be damned. Either I need a drink, or I'm pretty sure those two sons of bitches can fly. <laughs> I love how casual he is about it. I love it. <laughs> so, Reed, so right now, I'll kind of set the stakes for you. You know that there is, something is drawing your attention in that third floor. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know that if you walk in, Jeeves will kick you out the way right. that you look now. So how would you like to try to get in up there? Well, I was thinking... Master of Disguise. Yeah. Oh, shit. Master of Disguise. Okay, so what would you like to dress yourself up as? What would be kind of... I'm trying to think if they have a housekeeping service or if they have uh, any kind of maid service or butler service or even, a, even a, a, a student. I'm not sure what would be more effective. I suppose as a rich student, snotty student, or uh, some kind of housekeeping service. All of those would be valid, so I'll just leave that up to you, because when you were in that lobby, you did see, like, housekeepers and, and servants and butlers right. kind of all all walking around, but you did also see a few students as well, so I'll say either of those are going to work for you. Okay, you well, you know, I, I did notice, I did notice a little server-type white suit for people who bring up food, because it's a very extravagant hall that they're living in, so maybe I'm bringing them a little food delivery, and there's a little cart nearby and a white shirt I can slap on. I could give that a try. Want to give it a roll? Oh, please. So you, you run over to your car really quickly yep. and you open up your trunk and you got your little like Mr. Dress Up right, uh, right. area. You're like, yes, let's go. So I'm going to have you roll a hide in plain sight. Alrighty, hide in plain sight. That is a nine. Okay. So mixed success. So here's what's going to happen. So you manage to, I, I feel like you, you, you even like, if you have like a marker, you can like draw that little like fake line mustache on either side. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're, 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 you're dressed like a waiter. You got your little like serving table. I'm going to say you actually just find one kind of on the side of the dorm. So you have everything that you need, throwing a little uh, uh, dish towel over your arm and stuff. And you enter the... You enter the dorm and Jeeves doesn't even look up. It's almost like he clocks your outfit from his peripherals and just doesn't even look at you. He seems to be busy with something else. And you bring the cart up the first flight and the second flight and the third flight in this grand foyer. And you head into the hallways following the room, the the uh, the, the dorm rooms that you saw their, their number on in the ledger. So you kind of know where you're going. And as you head over, what you don't notice is in the lobby... A pony is sitting in the lobby and gets a whiff of a familiar douchebag. <laughs> it smells like the cigarette smoke that you just blew in his face. Yeah. Adam uh -oh. And he slowly but surely begins to follow the scent, probably about five minutes behind you. Alrighty. And Reed, as your investigation thickens, our camera fades away. 
our camera opens back up on the search party. So, search party, what are you all doing right now? Now, where is Bull Steel at this point? Bull Steel, the last time you saw him, he was in the quad, and he is not around right now. Okay. Do we know if he went to the lake? You don't have enough information to know. Oh, okay. The fact that you all knew that you were heading to the lake means that you all beat everybody here, so you are among the only volunteers in this area. All right. So what's our plan here? We know that uh, Iris and Kane did something here, so we have to get these policemen out. Oh, why don't you use your hypnotism stuff on him? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, real great. Maybe make him forget that he's even here, you know? Maybe give them some menial task instead of, you know, have actual character development. Oh my god. You know, just, just... What is with you two? Poking that one. Just right out of the ether. Wait. You know, top of the dome. Zach, Zach, what is going on? Nope, nothing. I'm just trying to help our buddy Kane and our chum Iris. Okay, I am getting really sick of the passive aggression. What the hell is going on with you two? Look, now is not the time to talk about this. If you're not going to be a team player, Zachary, leave now. Go search in the campus or whatever. But we need you now here to help Kane and Iris, alright? Fine, fine, sure. Alright, so... I'll just be over here, and you'll be over there. Fine. Good. All right, Evelyn. Um, next time, when you see a policeman in, in an outfit, in, in uh, his outfit, let me know. I'm going to try something. Okay, uh, I'll let you know. And for now, I'm just going to be standing in between you two so that you guys don't, like, claw each other's eyes out or something. Fine. On that, Evelyn, can you roll plus cold for me? I want to see how much you can observe right now and here in, in your peripheries. Okay. That is a six. Oh, mm. dear. Oh, but I level up finally. Hey! <laughs> Yay! First time! Yay! First level up. Hell yeah. Baby's first level up. <laughs> yes, it's my first wow. level up. Oh my god. So, Evelyn, you don't hear much because of that role, but what you do see is a very young rookie cop. He picks up his walkie-talkie and you hear something on the other end, some sort of excitement or, you know, commotion. And he answers back and he looks towards the lake and he begins to pick up his pace towards the lake. So what do you all do with that? Mm -mm. I turn and I say, Dr. Egan, there's a police officer up there. Um, he just got a call on his radio, and it looks like he's heading towards the lake. Oh, no. Um, all right. Um, hold on. Um, excuse me, um, officer? He's surprised and turns around and says, uh, yes, ma'am. Um, yes, um, I, I was just, uh, I, I was at, back at campus, and, um, I, and, and Bullsteel was talking to me, and then as soon as I do that, I lock eyes with him, and, uh, I, I'm gonna use my hypnotic roll. <laughs> Classic. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that is an 11. So this is going to work. Yeah. So <laughs> so she looks at him and she says, you're going to do two things. You're going to give me your overcoat and then you're going to head back to the campus. I'm going to give you my overcoat and I'm going to head back to the campus. Mm, good boy. Yes. That's a that's a great that's a great idea. You know what? Here, hold my coat for Thank me. Thank you so much. I'm going to I'm going to run back to the campus and he just starts jogging to, back to the campus. <laughs> awesome. So she puts it on and I'm going to do another roll for feathers. Yeah, feathers. 
yeah. Okay, so uh, just as a reminder, this is my uh, shapeshifter role. So I'm going to try to dress as a cop. And I get a... Uh, that's also an 11 with my, my hot roll. Holy shit. Nice. So, Zach and Evelyn, from your perspective, Egan turns her back to you, throws on this coat, and by the time she's turned around, her height, her physicality, her face, everything about her is completely changed to look like this young rookie cop. Except, of course, her <laughs> scarlet red eyes. <laughs> While... Egan is uh, doing her whole hypno-mumbo-jumbo thing. Can Zach have a quick aside with Evelyn? Yes. Okay. Yo, uh, she's probably uh, distracted right now, but listen, man, you can't fucking trust her, okay? What? Why? What's what's going What's going on between you two? Okay, listen, she tried to fucking hypnotize me, man, after I did exactly what the fuck she said. She is just in this shit for herself, man. She <laughs> is even more of a selfish piece of shit than I am, and that's saying something. Okay, between what you've said about her and what Kane's done, I'm starting to feel like I can't trust anybody in this group. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hey, but I know that I can trust you, and that's what's important. You have done nothing wrong, and we're cool. I want that clear. You and me, we're fucking tight. It's, okay. it's the other ones. I, I guess Iris is cool too, but you know. Well, Iris, I, I want to say she is, but like, she's still kind of supporting Kane. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. I mean, we can trust her, but we can't trust her mouth, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you and I, you and I are cool. Cool. We can, we can trust each other. You, you promise that? Yeah. Uh, dude, I fucking promise. Here. Uh, and Zach is going to give Evelyn... Uh, one of his guitar picks. Ooh, I really like that. So, usually you have to steal these, but because it was given out of so much trust in this situation, Evelyn, let's mark that down as a sympathetic token. Oh, right nice. on. Yes! Oh, thank you, Zach. Okay. And on that, you both notice this young rookie cop approaching you, but of course, with the distinctive bloodshot scarlet eyes of Dr. Egan. <laughs> Dr. Egan, I love the outfit. Hey, you like it? Ugh. So now that you're all back together again, let me just paint this image that you see right now. So as I said, you three are very early. You can hear a bunch of other volunteer groups far in the forest and maybe on the opposite side of the lake at this point, but you are all where you roughly need to be. Dr. Egan, you're the only one in kind of cop uniform that you can see in your immediate area right now. However, as you keep going and head towards that lakefront, what you can hear are small noises of what seems to be a small group, very small group. And as you get closer, you see the lights of some boats that have been beached on, well, the beach. And what you can see is some of those boats that Kane and Iris have summoned so long ago, they have begun to empty out and search this area. And you can see the flowers marking the final resting place of Abel while they're there. So as there's some cops, just a small collection, maybe one or two volunteers, what do you all do now? You're not within eyeshot of them, so you can kind of act right now. So, so Egan's going to say to uh, the other two, I think that's where they buried the body. I think that there may be a way for us to let them find Abel and have his family and friends get closure without bringing attention to the society or any of us who had nothing to do with Abel's death. God, do you want to be an accomplice in this shit, man? I don't want to be an accomplice, but the fact is that we're now wrapped up in what Cain did. Ugh, I mean, do you think there's any evidence there? I mean, if Bolsteel's involved? Oh, they'll find something, or plant something, fucker. Exactly. 
We can't take any chances. Look, I don't care about what happens to Kane. He killed Abel. Mm -hmm. But we want Abel's family to have closure. And we don't want suspicion on us or the society because of something that Kane did. I agree with you there. Uh, one sec. I gotta check something. Zack's going to really quickly kind of fan through the senses of uh, the three Hive members. Okay. Uh, just to see kind of where they're at and, um... Oh, in relation to, like, uh, any cops, uh, where's it a little bit more thicker patrolled? Where's there not as much attention, maybe? Zach, give me a gaze into the abyss roll for that tuning in. Okay. That's a ten. Yeah, so, Zach, as you tune in to your Hive members, you get the feeling from Alexis and Brian that they are actually quite far away. They seem to be on the opposite side of the lake or somewhere else in the woods with other search parties. So what you get from them is, you know, large groups of people um, accompanied by a few police officers, and they're just going through the area doing what they're doing there. However... The thing was, when you tune into Travis, Zach, you can feel Travis's anxiety. And Travis is much closer than you thought. You actually can see now as you squint your eyes and kind of look through the large lights on the boats. Travis is one of those very few volunteers around the small circle of cops around the burial site right now. And Zach, you get a brief image as he sees one of the cops in the area reach down and pick up a leather wallet with a chain on it. And the cop goes, hey, I, I think we got something here. Whoa, guys, check check this out. And they're starting to open it, but that's all that you see. You get snapped back. So, Zach, as your mind goes back to you on that, what the hell do you all do there? Ah, uh, son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Oh no 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 what, no. What did you okay. see? Uh they have a wallet. Okay. Uh, pretty sure. It's either uh, well, only so many guesses as to who could have a wallet out in the middle of a fucking forest by a lake. <laughs> oh god, damn it. Oh, so sloppy. Oh. Okay, guys. I have an idea. Okay. I can try okay. to use one of my hexes to make them think that they're reading someone else's name on the identification in the wallet. I don't want to cover for Kane, but it could take suspicion away from the group. Yes. Dude, fuck yeah. Do it now. Okay. That's an eight. Um, so it works, but it does me one harm. It has weird side effects or it triggers my darkest self. Um, darkest. Darkest self. Darkest, darkest self. <laughs> oh my god, that's so much right now. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to say it has weird side effects. It has weird side effects. Okay. Well, Evelyn, what name do you want them to see if the spell goes perfectly well? She's going to be really petty and <gasps> make it say Dean Don Dean. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes, yes. So, Beautiful. Evelyn, as you cast your spell to make that happen, you see that they're looking at the ID, and one of them says, So, what does it say? And the cop looks at it, and then you see kind of gets confused, as if it's not as clear as it once was. And he says, It says, uh, Don Kaufman? What? And the other one grabs it and goes, No, no it doesn't. No, it says Kane Dean. What? No, what? No, it doesn't. So, Evelyn, your weird Shit. side effect is that it's not being read the same by everyone. So, as everyone is confused and in disarray in this small group of officers ahead, what do you all want to do? 
Okay. Crap. And and so um, Egan has has Egan is dressed as the cop is has finally made it uh, to the site. Is that yes? You have Egan. So like, all right, you maggots, what have you found? <laughs> <laughs> so I did say a few times that he was a young rookie cop. So as soon as you come in and say that, Egan, they all look at you. They're oh, like, no. all right, Terry, chill the fuck out. You started here like three months ago. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I'm uh, just practicing my uh, <laughs> bull steel uh, impression. <laughs> oh, don't even say that name. Oh, it makes my blood curdle. Jesus. I know, what an asshole. Hey, uh, Terry, come and take a look at this. We're not really sure what name. What name do you see here? Oh, uh, and and uh, did did I, did Evelyn t- say what, what name? I, I think Evelyn would have told them, yeah. She would want everyone to be in the loop. Uh, hold on. Uh, d- Dean... It's hard to... It's got some dirt on it and kind of uh, brush it off. Dean Don? Oh, that that's the, that's the guy at the university. Or the, the Oak Ridge College, right? As you turn back and look at the rest of the cops, Egan, you realize that they're not looking at you anymore. Their eyes have drifted up about three feet above you and their faces of oh, sheer no. terror. Oh, no. And as you slowly turn back around, you see the looming presence kind of cast with this back shadow because of the boat lights of Bull Steel. And he looks at you and reaches out his massive hand and says, I will be taking that. Thank you very much. And he takes the ID from you, Dr. Egan, and he looks at it very closely. And he says, Vice President Don Dean. Is that what you said that you see here, Terry? Yeah, yeah, him. I see. You could give me gaze into the abyss roll. Oh, no, that's my worst roll. Okay, uh, that is an eight. Okay, so with that roll, you usually get to choose between the visions are confusing and alarming, or they're lucid and detailed, but you gain the condition drained. But because you're in feathers and you're in a different body kind of focusing on some stuff, Egan, I'm going to just give you the confusing and alarming, okay? Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to play a little bit loose with what technically constitutes as a vision. But in this sense, Egan, as you're looking at Bolt Steel, you get the sense that his eyes are going over the name over and over and over and over again. And you also get the distinct smell of rotten eggs, sulfur, one might even Mm. say. And Bullsteel looks at the small group of people around and says, All right, I want this whole area dug up, everything searched. You know what to do. Assemble as many people as you can. I I have somewhere to go. And you see him walk away from the group, kind of hanging around in the background. So what do the rest of you do? Okay, I think that we've got things more under control. Zach, we need to get the search party over here to find Abel. Can you get their attention? Maybe play something on your guitar? Uh, he's going to start playing the guitar. Oh, that's okay. Oh. Yeah. So, so you, you kind of start to draw people near. Um, are you going to use your your move, or are you just going to play Ooh. the guitar to, to get people's attention? I wasn't even thinking about that. Yes, he will use the siren song to draw in nice. weary travelers. Nice. All right. G- give me a siren song roll for me. Wow. I love all these rolls. Uh, that's an eight plus hot is ten. Oh my god. Nice. Okay. So, on a successful roll, what does that do again? Uh, anybody who hears me stops and is dazed. 
Very cool. I love this move. So, Zach, we're going to kind of put an interesting spin on this. And because you're using your siren song, it's going to be a lot less like somebody just whipped out a guitar and started playing in the middle of a potential crime scene. It's going to be a lot less strange than that. It's going to be just more people are lured by this sound. And, Zach, you can hear your music echoing through the forest. And you can start to hear from a distance different volunteer units going, Hey, I, I think something's over there. And, yeah, let's go over here. And people start assembling around where hmm. you want them to. I will say, however, that Dr. Egan, because you're less preoccupied with gathering everybody, you notice that Bull Steel is gone completely. Oh, fuck. So what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to look to see where Bull Steel went. Okay. So Egan, you saw where Bull Steel was kind of pulling back to survey the whole group. So when you head in that direction, he was only gone. He's only stepped away maybe, you know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds ago. You should realistically see him or hear him through the woods, but Egan, you see and hear nothing. There's no car lights. There's nothing. He's just gone. Interesting. She kind of notes that and then heads back in to join the other, the group. And Egan, as you stand in the woods, you can hear from a distance Zach's music playing, still calling all the volunteers to the area. On that, our camera will fade away. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. Hi, everyone. Eric, your MC here, just wanting to take the time to thank you so much for all of your support. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share with your RPG-loving friends and family, and don't forget to follow us at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. If you enjoy the show and you want to hear a little more of our characters, I highly recommend that you check out our first secret arc, Leadership, that is a one-off arc featuring 11 players. And all of that can be found at www.talltaletheater.com with all of our information. You can get two of the episodes, the first one's released for free. Parts two and three can be yours for only $3, and that's over four hours of content. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. So, Iris, you finally make it to the outside of your hot tub balcony. Your wings barely having enough energy. As soon as you make it down, they kind of poof into this soft fairy <gasps> dust and disappear behind you. You're absolutely exhausted. You won't be able to do that again for some time. You oh, and no. Kane gently touch upon the balcony. And what do you both do now? Right now, everything looks pretty quiet. Again, most of the campus has mostly filled out. So, Kane and Iris, what do you do? I think as soon as we touch down Kane just kind of walks into the center of the room and is standing there holding his arms freezing and he turns around to Iris and he says okay so I guess now we wait 
we wait for, for, just until they find the body? Uh, I don't want to think about it. I just, whatever is meant to happen, I just, if our friends come, if the cops come, if Bullsteel comes to kick my ass, I think I just would like to wait and be with my family. You and, and Peter, and I think it would just be nice to have one more moment together and, <laughs> and be. And he kind of just breaks off. What if they come asking questions or saying, what were you doing? Like on those crime shows where they say, where were you at this time? And then I can't lie, Kane, I can't lie. What am I going to do if they ask me questions and then I say something that brings you into jail? And then because I can't lie, you're going to go to jail. And she starts crying. I don't want you to lie. <laughs> I've been lying this whole time. <laughs> Since the first day you and I met. What? Has been a lie. I lied about the ring. I went against no. Evelyn when she told me not to. I've... The time for lying is done. And you're not that person anyway. That's me. <laughs> the damage and everything is already done by me. And again, I'm so sorry that I have to put you through this and that I'm causing you pain, but... I think it'd be nice just to sit together as a family. Oh yeah, I'm sure his face right now is just breaking her heart. So she just nods and says, "Yeah, yeah, I'll um, I'll wait here." Kane, you open up Iris's door and you are immediately met with a waiter's uniform with a person wearing it. And as you almost bump into this figure, your eyes slowly drift up, and Kane, you are looking at the impeccably coiffed hair. <laughs> of Reed Moore. <laughs> Kane, I presume. Reed Moore, AMBS News, and you two are really hard to find. <laughs> um, uh, Kane is literally silent. He turns white, and he's always wearing aviators, but, like, his he's, like, tearing up a little bit. <laughs> like, I, uh, I, Iris does um, at her old defaults that she saw on TV and just did recently, she puts her hand to her forehead, sighs, and pretends to faint. <laughs> I think your girlfriend needs a little bit of help. Listen, we can do one of two things. I can, uh, you can, I can call the cops right now, or you can tell me a little bit more about what your friend Dr. Egan already told me involving the lake and your bestie. And as this journalistic confrontation has been going on, Kate, I feel like without you even knowing, you've been slowly pushed back into Iris's room step by step. So before you know it, you just hear the door shut and you are fully back in the center of Iris's room with the door closed. Uh, uh sure. C come in, Mr. Moore. And immediately, Kane's going to use his elsewise power move to use a move from the hollow skin called the fake. So anytime I'm telling a lie and I have to roll, I get a plus one added because I do not want Iris to go down with me. If I'm going down, I'm going down alone if this doesn't work. Ooh. Okay, so the dark power is going to take one screen <laughs> against you. So now he's at two again. Okay. And yes, yeah, so you're going to get a plus one to those lying rolls against uh, Reed Moore right now. Okay. Yes, come in. <clears throat> we were just. Iris is, uh... still, Iris is still laying on the ground pretending to be <laughs> pretending to have fainted. She doesn't know what to do. Um, I, actually, I'm gonna say, uh, Reed, can you roll bullshit for me and Iris roll bullshit? Uh, sure. I'm gonna have you both roll hot. Oh roll hot, okay. Yeah, both you roll hot on this. I got an 
uh, eight with hot. <gasps> oh, I got a ten. A oh. ten, okay. So okay. I'm gonna say right now, Reed, you do believe her, her, like, she's being so still that you're like, wow. I mean, if you're lying, like, fuck it. Like, just, that's, that's impressive. Right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, you think that she is passed out still right now. <laughs> okay. Wow, uh, looks like your friend, uh, Iris, I believe it is, she, uh, passed out. Uh, Kane. Uh, just wondering what it is you want to tell me about your bestie, Abel. I spoke with Dr. Dr. Egan earlier tonight. Well, um, yeah, don't mind her. She just she passes out, and uh, it's good it happened at home. It's a bit of uh, narcolepsy. Um, <laughs> but Abel, yeah, he, he was my bestie. He was my next-door neighbor, actually. Any idea what happened to him? He's gone missing. Is he all right? Honestly, I, I'm not sure. La last time I saw him was before I went on Christmas break and went to hang out at Egan's house and, and exchange gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane, tell me about the lake. Um, well, it's a beautiful lake. I, um... I just got back from there. Uh, I was kind of looking around. I, I was really worried about Abel, you know, and um, I just met her back here, actually. I was there alone, and I stress alone. <laughs> and then, All right, I can't handle this anymore. Real fucking bullshit for me, both of you. Let's, let's see. Let's see if this... Like it's, it's good, but I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I gotta see if Reed is like, that is all lies. <laughs> so, I mean, it's some pretty good lies. Kudos, Adri. They are yeah. very good. Reed, I'm gonna have you roll plus hot. Okay. Um, because of just right now, you're bringing passion and celebrityism and a lot of things that are intimidating into the room right now. So I'm gonna say that you're firing on all cylinders. Kane, you're a bit on the back foot, so get your plus one. But I'm gonna have you roll plus cold against him <gasps> because you're trying to logic it out, right? Oh, um, so right now you're kind of bringing two different <laughs> tactics to the table. So I want those rolls to reflect nice. that. Well, okay. And I'm really hot. It's yeah, been fun. <laughs> I got a 12. Oh my god. I got a uh, 4. <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, Reed, you believe literally none of that. Okay, gotcha. Alright, Kane, we gotta cut the chase here. I believe you ride the lake. As she is clearly upset, passing it on the floor. I've been in this business for a long time, and I know a liar when I see one. So, unless you want to tell me the scoop on your bestie Abel, who I know is also your flatmate, he lives right, right a few doors down, uh, I'm just gonna call the cops and have them ask those questions. So, what's it gonna be, Kane? Hmm. So I'm gonna say that the the remnants of this four, because like that you just fucked up so bad, Avery. I can't, I can't. And and, and, and Dan, and you know, and Dan rolled so well that I'm yeah. not gonna punish that. So uh, what I'm gonna say is, um, Iris, as you still lay there, I feel like holding your breath this whole time, so you don't even breathe. Um, you you can hear Kane is fucking struggling out there. Um, uh -huh. I'm gonna say that you get the intuition that no matter what he says. Reed is not gonna buy it entirely unless you know like at least Kane by himself oh my god but I can't lie um Kane something's not adding up here there's a search <laughs> party going on right now and uh something really fishy is going on here because I could be mistaken I'm pretty sure I thought you two I thought I saw you two fly into your dorm room just a few minutes ago. Uh, um, well, that, that's a very interesting point. Uh, weird. You, you know what? Kane's just going to run. <laughs> You're going to run? Okay, so so give me a volatile roll. I'm going to say, um, Reed, also give me a volatile roll. Okay. Let's oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> Do 
you have any more of Steph's things? Yeah. Do you have the Steph I, thing? Uh, yeah, I do have one more. Um, but honestly, I'm going to save it for a rainier day. I rolled a 12. Oh my god, he rolled a 12. <gasps> Everyone did you get? I got a... 4. Okay. Again. So, <laughs> literally, this is what happens. Kane, you, you're kind of like, well, I'm gonna... And you turn around to just take off, like, out the bell. I don't even think you exactly know where you're going. Definitely the balcony. Just winging it. Okay, yeah, so you're just like, let's see what happens. You turn too fast that you slip on the carpet. Oh, fuck! And Kane, you hit your face off your coffee table, and you can just feel it My instantly. Huge gash on your face. You start to bleed a little bit. It is gonna do you one harm. Reed, because you rolled so well, you just casually walk home over, pick him up, manhandle him up, and you have him where you want him exactly. So, Reed, what do you do now? Gotcha. Alright, listen, buddy, you just messed up your face a little bit. Not a good look for a pretty college boy. <laughs> Here's the thing. Reporters like to talk. Reporters like to write. There's $100,000 at stake here. How about you tell me what's going on, and we figure something out. Iris, Iris sits up, and she's like, wait, wait, um... Yes, ma'am. Hi. You have hi. something to add? Hi, I'm Iris. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Iris. Um, please don't hurt him anymore, okay? Of course not. I don't want to hurt him. I just want to know what the heck's going on here. And I will be honest, I've got my eye on a $100,000 prize or a top story. Maybe both, depending on how we uh, cooperate here. So how about you both start by telling me the truth? Um, okay, I, I have something that I can tell you that's really big. Excellent. But... Hopefully it's Abel Granfield's whereabouts. <laughs> well, it's actually something else, but, um, you have to promise that hmm. if I tell you this, that you'll leave us alone and not pursue us anymore because I'm going to tell you something pretty big. Well, that's a really hard thing to promise if I don't know what it is, don't you think, Iris? Well, I mean, you seem like someone who takes risks, right? Well, I guess that depends on the risk. $100,000 is a big one to take. So is a huge top story. And I'm ready to sink my teeth into it. Sounds like you're giving me a lot to chew on. Yeah, um, she's like looking to Kane. She's like, oh, I have something I want to do, but it's going to go horribly wrong. Um, she says, okay, well... What if I told you that maybe what you saw outside wasn't a... Maybe you saw something right. Go on. Are you going to promise that if, if you... If I tell if I tell you this, that you're not going to... um You're going to leave us alone? Well, I need to get something out of this if I want to leave you alone. So what's in it for me? I want the top story. I want to know what you did with your buddy Abel or... I want you to tell me where he is so I can score that hundred grand. So what's it going to be? Those are your options. What are you going to do? So you're saying that if we maybe know where he is, that that'll be enough for you? It'd be a pretty damn good start. How about... Okay, can you give Kate and I a second just to think about it? We won't yeah. leave. We'll just go into the bathroom so you can make sure we don't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. And she, like, grabs Kane's hand and slowly walks him into the bathroom. <laughs> Kane's face is still leaking blood. 
Oh, um, uh, when they get into the bathroom, can Iris use sexual healing? Yes. <laughs> she like she like touches his face and just like gives him like a nice like kiss on the cheek and like runs her hands down his chest and then heals him for two. Thanks. Um, for two. Okay. Yeah. So you're back to full health, Kane. Okay. Thank you. Um. <gasps> what do we do? I was just about to show my wings. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep, keep that a secret. Um, I have one more idea. I mean, I mean, maybe you could say that. Maybe that could be our plan C. But my plan. What, that B, I show my wings. Um, yeah, that that could be like last resort. But I have an idea. Okay. What if we what tell them it? the truth? We tell them that we know where Abel is, and 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 mm -hmm. that there's some conspiracy at Coffee Josh's, and that if he looks under Coffee Josh's, there's some weird shit going on down there. We know there's something going on down there. What if we just blow the lid on this whole thing? I think he's going to find out what I did, and I can't let you be a part of the fall for my mistakes. I need to accept those consequences for myself. Well, maybe we just give him the tip. I don't know. Maybe we say that we don't know. Maybe we... I don't know. I don't know if I can lie. Kane, what do we do? I'm... Okay, you... You you need to leave and find the others. I'm going to deal with Reed, okay? What? By yourself? I mean, I'm. I feel pretty much screwed at this point. I don't want you to go down with me or get pulled into, or have the cops come here or something. I'd rather just I go down myself for now. Think he's gonna let me leave? Let's just go out there and see what happens. Trust me. As you walk it back back into your room, Ios, you see that um, not only is the your your living room filled with smoke at this point, just because of how much <laughs> Reed, Reed's been smoking. But I feel like uh, Reed, you've also uh, kind of gone through her cupboards and found like a nice scotch. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and are, are happily pouring yourself a drink. Hey, hope you don't mind. I kind of made myself at home. Can I offer you a drink? <laughs> um. Sure. Would you like a pair of my overalls to go with that drink? Well, what I would like are some answers to some of my questions. Uh, I'll ask you again. Where is Abel? Iris just looks to Kane and just kind of nods and is going to try to remain silent so she doesn't fuck this up. Okay. You want a big story? Well, we have a huge story. But the reason that we've been keeping it so secret is because it could bring harm to more than just Abel. We've been investigating some really horrible things around the school. Murders, unfortunate events, people going missing, and we think it's all connected to some secret organization that's under this place called Coffee Josh's in town. And it's this place called The Rose. We're not sure who's doing it. It's it definitely not Coffee Josh, and he turns to Iris. But Abel is the victim here of a series of horrible events related to whatever is happening under the rose. He got dragged into something he had nothing to do with, and Abel died. Abel died. I know where he's buried because, well, because it's my fault that he's dead. But the others, these society people, they are an evil group who are going to cause a lot of harm to Oakhurst, Oakhaven, and, and beyond, and we're really afraid. So this is a lot bigger than just some dead kid. You know where his body is, and you're on to who could have been involved in the murder. You said there's been murders on this campus before? And there could be a lot more if you don't do something. And Reed, what's really interesting to you is you are so connected right. journalistically, and you know none of this. You heard that there was some crazy coffee guy at the beginning of the year before school started who did some weird fucking shit, but other than that, you've heard none of this. 
I had no idea any of this was going on here. Um, you know where Abel's body is buried? Yeah. Are you willing to tell me? I, uh, I could take you there if you want. And why were you hiding it? <sighs> to be honest, I've only been thinking of myself recently. And that has caused so much pain to those around me, but not anymore. Now is the time to take action for the better. So I find the body. Do I get the top story? Do I get to tell the police? What then? Maybe we can figure something out where my friends will be safe. And then, yeah, you can have your story. You'll be a hero. Police are out there right now looking. How do you know they're not going to dig up the body and start asking questions of their own? Well, I've conferred in you. I'll confer the same thing in them. Cat's a little out of the bag, and now that one of the biggest reporters in the state is here. <laughs> Take me to the body. Okay. Just me, though. I want Iris to... What? <laughs> what I was thinking, Iris, is you could tell the others, and he places his hand on her shoulder, that I'm going with Reed to the woods, and that none of you should come. Stay where you are, and stay safe. And Abel's body is finally going to be found. You guys have to stay on the down low. We don't know if the society could be watching for us. Do you understand? <laughs> Iris just kind of nods. Okay. Okay, yeah, I can do that. And she like takes his hand and just says, be careful, okay? I will. And she like looks to read to see if she's okay to go. I'll see you around, Iris. She's kind of nods. It's very uncomfortable and terrified. Kane, let's go for a walk. Lights a cigarette. <laughs> Kane, you're leading as you walk through the door. And instead of a almost a gentle run-in like you did with Reed earlier, this time, Kane, the moment that door opens, this massive fist comes shooting out from the hallway and just oh, shit. plummets you to the ground. And Kane, as you hit the ground really hard, you almost crack some of Iris's floor. They're going to take another harm. Reed, from your perspective, the figure that did this is so large that you can't even see his head because the doorframe blocks it. And as he goes under the doorframe, you're looking at the hulking mass of Sergeant Bullsteel and fury in his eyes. And Kane, he picks you up again just with fury. And he says, Kane Kaufman, oh Sergeant Bullsteel's here to bring you to justice. And he shows with his other hand, Kane, oh a leather wallet with a chain on it. And he opens it up and it's your ID. And he says, I saw your ID. I don't know what else kind of bullshit anyone else is playing, but I know it was you, Kane. And I am thrilled to say, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you. And as he's reading you your Miranda rights, he just picks you up and looks at everybody else and starts walking out the door without any care in the world as to what any of them think. So, Kane, what do you do as you're led out of Iris's room? Read! Read, you know the truth! You know there's something huge at stake! Just leave me be! Save Oakhurst! Kane! So I uh, inhale my cigarette very deeply, exhale a huge cloud of smoke, sip my scotch and say, Iris, looks like it's just me and you.
Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us. <laughs>